Okay, welcome to episode three. I'd like to start off this episode with a positive affirmation mantra, if you will. And it's going to be something like this. It's my little hodgepodge of simplifying a lot of my feelings down, okay? So here it is. Say this to yourself after me. My presence and awareness is my power in the universe to create change. My presence and my awareness is my power in the universe to create change. So for those of you who aren't familiar with positive affirmations and mantras, that's okay. It can feel a little silly or like strange to do, but it can have a very great impact on your life. And I wanted to start out episode three this way because positive affirmations and mantras are brought up in the conversation and why not give you a little bit of a precursor to what they are if you're unfamiliar. Although I feel a lot of you might be familiar by now. I'm going to start with a, actually a recent memory today. Most of my memories I assumed that I would bring up would be of past things, but this, this came up very recently last week and, uh, I'm going to retell it. So basically it was myself, uh, Tyler, and Bowie dancing around in the living room. Uh, Bowie's my daughter, for anyone who doesn't know. She's three. She's wonderful. So we're dancing around the living room listening to the, some great tunes, and Bowie came up and grabbed Tyler's hand. Then she grabbed my hand, and she made us do like this little... Uh, all of Power Rangers like hand touching action where we did like a all of our hands together like a football team you know and then they like throw them up in the air and after we threw them up in the air because we could tell that's what she wanted us to do she said out loud we are team together team together I loved it I I got like my eyes all watered up and I looked at Tyler and I was like wow that's beautiful that she just as at three years old could articulate like our togetherness and our team and how we operate and I feel like families no matter how big or small your family units are your little team together they're your little um your little guiding lights when you need it and you're theirs when they need it and it's this beautiful relationship family complex full of so many things and I wanted to tell that story for Angelina Abbott's episode because we do talk about family a lot and um, I want to say if you don't currently have your own little family unit this episode is still extremely powerful um, if this conversation doesn't inspire you to take some sort of action and, and, and find a way to help be a part of real change and the foundation blocks we're creating for our children the children of today, the children of tomorrow. Maybe you too can be a part of our giant team together. <laughs> anyway, here's my conversation with Angelina Abbott, and this is Awareness with Amanda Lynn. So, 
I'm so excited to talk to you, Angelina, because you're my first like early morning guest. And I feel like I actually am way more articulate when I first like wake up because I usually like, usually not every day, but usually try to like meditate. Um, yes. You know what I mean when I say not every day, because that just means code word for like children exist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When, whenever you can get a quiet moment, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. So usually if things are going as planned that day, I will wake up early before them and try to meditate. And then I feel like I'm just like at peak joy and bliss. And yes. it makes it really good because it means that like when they wake up, I'm going to come to them like, hello, I'm so excited you're awake. I love you so much. Yes. Like that energy instead of like you're woken up by like a punch from one of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is like my house. <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Cause like, I think that's one of the reasons why I am talking to so many different types of people is like, I'm like, everyone needs to kind of know what really every single person's life is like, cause we have so many synchronicities amongst ourselves that we don't really like shed light on all the time. <laughs> yes. I feel um, that. But one of the reasons why I'm talking to you for the listeners is that you created this like really adorably endearing mm -hmm. and like I can tell there's love behind it. YouTube channel Aww. where you like, where you like read these stories new and I feel like some are timeless um, to uh, children. So basically like if a kid's, you know, on the YouTube kids section or their parent comes across you, they mm -hmm. are able to watch these videos of like, what reminds me of like, you know, in the nineties, like going to the library and like sitting for story time. So like, yes. that's what it feels like. And I, I remember you, I'm pretty sure, do you, you started it before the pandemic, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So it wasn't like reactionary to people needing it. It was cool that you already feel like, Oh, there's no reason why people don't need it. And I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. So if you want to talk a little bit about like what inspired you to begin this process and, and how it's going and like what you feel about it or what basically kind of just nothing too serious, but like what motivates you and yes. excites you to do it? Um, well, I started it kind of, I, let me, let me start over here. You're fine. <laughs> um, I just love reading books to my kids. Like yeah. it is like such a fun time for us, like before bed and I let them pick out a story and then we just get so into it. Our whole thing is like jumping into the book and like feeling like we're in the book and we're yeah. the characters or we're feeling the emotions and and I just really loved that and I don't know if if I was like hey maybe I should do this like for other kids or I remember talking to my friend Alexis about it and she's like you need to make a YouTube channel you just you just need to make a channel you need to read stories to these kids she's like there's so many kids that would need this and benefit from this or like their parents are working late and they can't read them a bedtime story or just even to read a new I book. Agree, I agree. And I was like, Oh, I was like, such, I was like, so on the fence about it for like such a long time. Cause I'm like, you know, these take a lot of work. Yes. You know, I'm not going to have the time. I've got these kids. I'm working full time. And that's another reason why I called it just for fun story. Yeah. Take the pressure off. Yes. Like <laughs> I'll make it, I'll make a video here and there when I can, like, this is just for fun. Like it feels that's, good that's when it's like that. Yes, exactly. So 
Alexis kind of like motivated me to be like, just do it. You, shout you out want to, to Alexis. Do it. Yes, yeah, shout out to her. her. <laughs> She's like, you're, you're going to make a difference in so many kids' lives by doing something like this. And like, to me, it's just like, I'm just reading a story. Like, you know, what's oh, the it's... big deal? You know, like I, I want to do it. It's something no, that I, I mean, enjoy doing. I, and- I will tell you as like, from the perspective of someone who's like consuming it from time to time, it's like, I will be, especially since I started this podcast, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny how you were telling, talking about putting it off. Will you have enough time? And mm-hmm. like, so starting a podcast, I'm like, that's going to be a lot of work. And like, I'm doing, I had such a good balance of like everything I was doing as like, I'm a stay at home mom, but I also watched my nephew a lot. Mm-hmm. So I um, was like balancing that. I'm like in such a good place and I felt really lucky to be in it. So I was like, do I want to throw on something and then lessen any of these spots? I feel like I'm really showing up for these kids. I'm really showing up. And so I felt like, oh, I'm stressed. I don't know. And then it's so funny because I swear, and I don't know if you'll be able to relate to this, but I swear once since I've done this also, like I added more to my plate. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, actually there's more room. And I feel like, so (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay yeah and so I just want to applaud you for taking the time (laughs) to like add that to your plate because I can't imagine I mean I can somewhat imagine um but like the idea of adding more to your plate when you are like people really like to um people who I feel like a little bit people who don't have kids are usually nice about it they don't feel like they understand or act or like no one parades around like they understand what it's like mm-hmm. but if they're not sure they kind of just think of it as like oh another task in the day but like raising children is, is so much more than another task in the day you're like bringing a whole oh human my gosh. Yes. so like your content <laughs> existing yeah. for the parent who's like I want to make sure they're consuming like mindful things because this world is full of distractions like um if you're if you're worried about that as a parent which I hope a lot of you are or at least trying to be the best you can Mm -hmm. um it's good to have people like you out there who are just like oh look here this is it's exactly what it is there's no like thing behind it it's just for fun like I love that because yeah it's just (laughs) genuine when you call it that and yes so have you felt like since you've started like do your daughters enjoy it if you feel open talking about like their reactions to it or like do you like how does it all how does it all feel over there when you're working on your uh, videos and stuff um my my daughters actually they they do enjoy a lot of the books that are on the channel though we have read before Mm -hmm. so sometimes they're kind of like I've heard that already next (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like children are so honest it's my favorite quality about them and let me tell you sometimes I get embarrassed if I like (laughs) see them on YouTube and they are like on my channel I'm like oh gosh because you know like I don't know it's like even they're gonna they're gonna say something I don't like yeah (laughs) because you and especially your own kids will tell you straight up Mm -hmm. but I mean that's always that's a plus if you've made them feel comfortable (laughs) 
yeah that's like that's what I always tell people I'm like I always joke I'm like my kids and I like we're so open like we have like these little family talks and stuff because I can't Mm -hmm. I can't stand yelling or like loudness it drives me crazy which is probably why I love meditation so much but but no so I always like okay whatever if there's something that happened this week you feel like you didn't get to say how you felt and you want to like air it out like and I like to let people sit on it because I find that like if you tell your kids to sit on something they're mad about when you when they sit on it they forget about all the little things that don't that in the moment they might have been fussing or mad about Mm -hmm. or like didn't go their way in their eyes um and then if you just ask them like a few days later like okay today's the family meeting is there anything that you felt like you needed to say that you didn't feel heard or whatever and they will just say like maybe one or two things and then usually it's like okay we understand your perspective and they feel heard or whatever but it's like the amount of times that week that they acted like they were, they were right pretty, exactly was way more than the two times by the end of the week yes. that they can recall that they really felt so it's really funny because yeah mindfulness is such a hard thing for people to make time for but it's like once you start yes. like everything else gets better and uh the first um thing I want to talk about too is like you didn't just you aren't just doing storybooks like I saw you did like that affirmations video and I yes. love that so is there any like guiding force on that or did you just get inspired or I you know what you're raising a daughter too mm-hmm. I have two and one of my girlfriends had shared a story about how her daughter who's in kindergarten was being told by another kindergartner that she was fat. And then my daughter, one of my daughters, my youngest, was saying how she wanted to lose weight. Oh, my word. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're five years old. It's like breaking your heart because that's not you. That's the external world. Yeah, that's not mom and dad. That's the external world doing that. Exactly. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) I mean, the plus side about our kids and their age group nowadays is like the beauty standards are different yeah, than from when you and I were mm-hmm. growing up. Thank you. see so many like <laughs> funny videos now about how like we grew up with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all these, you know, low, low rise jeans were a thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's stomachs were out. So like our yeah. image was like, like you gotta be about, able to have like, your stomach out. This exciting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes you have to like fit this image, but like, I'm so thankful for nowadays. Like our kids are seeing different shapes, sizes, different forms of beauty. Like I love that. But anyways, that's why, like, that's what I was like, I'm making an affirmation video for these babies. Like, because they need to know these things. Like you're too young to be thinking about your body image and like having your feelings hurt because people are calling you fat and you're like five in kindergarten like that's insane and it does it breaks your heart because (laughs) the truth is they're not even only just too young there's never a time for that space exactly like there's not like we think oh you know we're older so we can handle like oh I'm 30 I don't know how right you don't even have to say but I'm like oh I'm 32 and I still now it's okay for me to worry about like my waistline stuff. It's like, absolutely not. Yes. It's still not. And then when right. you have that realization, as you get older and older, you're like, so there's never a time and space for anyone else in the world to be critical of my being. 
for exactly. any reason. Mm-mm. Like this is just what I was given. This is what I am. And this is mm-hmm. what I'm working with. And every day I'm a work in progress. And hopefully the next day is better than the last. And it's like when you start having these sort of realizations, which I think one of the things I want to talk about is like kids are amazing mirrors in our lives and they're amazing um inspiration like all, all the time mm-hmm. like like I'm always honest with people like I feel like I'm at the age where some of my friends are like deciding do we want to have kids I don't know mm-hmm. if we have kids and I'm always like do you only you know the answer like I'm never gonna try to sway someone but if they're exactly like, if they're really like on the side of the fence where they're like come on tell me the truth like I want to really bad like and so they're like what's great about it and every time I my first thing I always say is the best thing about kids is they are little mini versions of your ego because they're starting they're starting to like self-develop their personality and the guides for their personality are all the qualities you just outpour throughout the day especially (laughs) before they start school once they start school again external world is a huge thing to take on but Mm -hmm. before school age they're just like you know, if they're, it's not that kids don't have their own qualities. They definitely do, but you're going to see little parts of your um, partner or um, if they're not your partner anymore, little parts of your ex-partner and you're mm-hmm. going to see little parts of you. And you're just going to be like, oh, okay. That's what that is. And the more you get to know <laughs> that person, you're able to, to be like, okay, well, what do they need? So like, as a mm-hmm. parent, you're constantly doing this thing, like they're expressing this, what do they need? If you're trying to make sure that they feel, you know, value and heard. And I know we all are trying to do that because we want them to feel that way in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kids are just like these little reflections. And, um, that story breaks my heart about like the first motivator for the affirmations video, but it's like, so true that like, without pain, like without pain, sometimes in stories that are painful to hear, Mm -hmm. we don't as a society or as individuals progress. And so Mm -hmm. like, yes, it's horrific that, you know, some other kindergartner decided to take that person's perspective on themselves and tarnish it like that's Mm -hmm. horrible and I and I always find that sad but then it's like if you keep looking at that story I feel and I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth (laughs) you can tell me if I am but I feel like you make that video and it's like for the victim but it's also for the bully because it's like they need to learn that they're those things and if they believe they're those things yes. saying in that video, they are not going to do that to another, another individual ever again. Yes. I, I, I did make it for the victims, but like you putting it into perspective of like, if the bully were to listen or something like, I mean, that's makes great sense. Like yeah, I hope so. I hope, <laughs> I, my yes. thing is like, I always tell people like a lot of the art world, like, cause I'm invested in so many aspects of it as a, as a fan, a mm. lot of it is like, um, you can still feel, you can feel like, oh, I've made this piece of art, whatever it is. And I say art loosely, like video, audio, mm-hmm. book, whatever, a cartoon, whatever you make. And you're like, I think it's really important. And when we make those pieces, we're not like, I feel like we're not necessarily, maybe some of us, most of us aren't looking for our peers to only agree. We're looking for people who need to hear it to like react to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the only way we learn is when we're confronted with things that make us 
confused, frustrated, feel pain or feel like an empathy. Like those things are the ones where we really sit back and take stock of what is going on. And, um, that's why I mentioned the bully. Like, I hope that when I say that, I'm like, when I see those videos, I'm like, oh, I love seeing Bowie like repeat after you or then like mm-hmm. her and I do affirmations anyway. But like, it was fun to see her watch a video. I had never thought to see who, if anyone made one. And mm-hmm. so when you made it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I showed her and she's repeating them and it's so adorable. But then I, I, I was sitting there and I'm watching her. And then I started thinking because I'm such a, <laughs> I'm always thinking, but I was like, oh, I really hope like the people who need to hear these things more than the kids who are being told that by their parents, mm-hmm. so, like the kids who are not getting enough time for their parents, whether it's really their parents choosing or it's not or whatever, wherever they are on that scale of things, I hope they can find that sort of content. And I think, again, I said, when I started this podcast, I wanted to like prop artists and people up because it's like people um, are doing tireless work out there. That's not going to gain them, you know, monetary or, or sometimes it will, but it's, it's about doing the work in the community Mm -hmm. because you feel like it needs done, not because you're going to gain any benefit, which I think is a true indicator of a mother because it involves (laughs) unconditional love. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Sorry if that's yeah. too deep at eight in the morning. <laughs> girl, girl you going way deep. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but it, see, like, when you say things like that, like, to me, like, it doesn't even feel like, I don't know what I'm doing is that deep. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like, foreign. Yeah. Like, it feels natural for you to do it. You're not, like, going to some place where you're, like, on a hill going, you know what I should do? Like, you're not having this epiphany. But that's what I think is cool about it. And, like, I think it's funny to have people point it out or whatever because it's like, oh, well, they're not going to think that for themselves because people who are egotistical will think Mm -hmm. things like that. But I can, I have, feel like I have a good radar for egotistical people (laughs) and you're not one of them. (laughs) Oh, well, thank that's you. Why, no, it's a great compliment because it's like the one thing no, we all wish it. we all wish not to be perceived that way. So I feel mm-hmm. like it's an okay compliment to give people. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, so like just doing doing the art because you're gonna do it, and I think that's why I love artists because like the art of motherhood is such an interesting thing. And I actually read something in a book the other day I wanted to share with you and see if like it resonated with you at all, um, and if you had anything to add to it because I felt like when I was reading it, it was like a fun synchronicity that I read it like right before I was getting ready to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot this. So it just said, um, as mothers, we have an intimate understanding of two cornerstones in life. We understand there is suffering in life and we have experienced truer love than any others in existence. And it just like hit my heart. I was like, oh, Listen, you're about because- to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm promise oh I'm not trying to make you cry. But I was, I was wow. reading that and I was like, oh, that's such, and then I thought, wow, I'm about to talk to another mom. And honestly, a lot of my conversations aren't with other parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> oddly, because I am a parent. Um, but um, the person I'm closest to with parenthood is Parker's mother. And thankfully mm-hmm. we have a really great relationship, but that's um, awesome. Talking to, yeah, talking to another mom, I'm just like, they have to hear that quote because for me, yeah. I'll just start with the very primitive basics of like childbirth it's like there's turmoil and suffering and when you're having it you have to you have to understand the greater purpose and picture which no any woman who's given birth pat yourself on the back because you're like that's a divine act that is an act that is not for anyone who's weak so if you ever feel weak on a day just remember what you did and you'll be like oh that's hilarious that I was talking crap to myself about being weak because I don't know that many people who've done that exactly I don't see any men doing it so (laughs) girl um, (laughs) yeah I was reading that and I was just thinking like um yeah, I mean, we love these children. If if you, you know, are trying, and I always say trying because I know some people are hard on themselves, so I want them to hear me too. But if you're um, in a spot where you're like, am I doing everything for my kids? What could I be doing better? Where could I, where could they become a better person? How can I teach them? All the questions we ask ourselves on as parents on a daily basis. Um, if you're trying to do that, you, you care. And it's not for for me, I'm going to speak for myself because I don't like Mm -hmm. to speak for anybody as a whole ever. But for me as a parent, it's like, I want them to be the best humans. They can be the best versions of themselves. They can be not just selfishly for them. And because I was part of their care, but because the world needs that so badly and desperately Mm -hmm. where I look, I think if only that person had the grace and love of two parents Mm -hmm. like really present for them because two Mm -hmm. parents doesn't mean immediately oh they were loved we all know so Mm -hmm. many stories you don't need that's not it's not it's common knowledge that not every child comes from a home of two perfect loving present parents Mm-hmm. And it's not even, oh, and we all know also there's a huge gray over there. It's, it's society, where they were placed, what they were given, the tools they had already, what they had mm-hmm. to undo in themselves to be that like all this work goes into being a good person. And sometimes, and most times you're a parent before that, and your parents were parents before that, and their parents were parents before <laughs> that, and they can only like build off of certain foundations. And so you start mm-hmm. to have this empathy once you're a parent for the levels of empathy go beyond because you can look at someone that you might find abhorrent or horrible and frustrating and deeply like it just turns that switch in you that makes you full of anger like those people exist in our in our world and when you find out about them it can be really hard and it's like only a parent I think can go but I bet you the reason why (laughs) is because of all these other reasons. And that's really hard to do because it's hard to have empathy for evil. It's Mm -hmm. really hard. And so unconditional love, the more we can put it in our kids, the more we're going to have, I feel like the more we can lift up our kids, our nephews, our nieces, the people around us in any way possible, no matter where they are on their path in life, like the more we can lift them up and uh, kind of be a mother figure to 
more than just our own mm-hmm. we are we are on to something like we're on to kids feeling like there's endless abundance of love mm-hmm. like I know I can go to my aunt for this like I know I can talk to that teacher about this because I know that they're gonna hear me and mm-hmm. the more we're raising kids that feel that loved I feel like they're going to keep radiating it. And it's just like this, it's this very special domino effect. So I was so excited that you were open to talking with me. And um, what are your, like, what are your plans? Or do the girls like help you pick the stories or do you, what goes into it? Because you don't just pick any story. I noticed you picked a lot of the books that I've chosen to read to my daughter, especially (laughs) the newer ones. So it's like, oh, okay. She's on a wavelength that like I'm Mm -hmm. on with thinking. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, before the pandemic, we would go to, the library like every week or every other week and kind Mm -hmm. of just go through and I would research some books and books I've not heard of before but um a lot of times I was just trying to be mindful of of stories um I think that could reach a lot of people or or maybe some that weren't so um common well to me at least um that gave a different message like I don't remember reading some of these books or hearing about these things. Like when I was younger, like, um, about gay pride mm-hmm. or being who you want to be loving, who you want to love, um, books like that. And those for me, I, I'm raising my kids and I was raised to have an open mind, um, let people be who they want to be, love mm-hmm. who they want to love, do what they want to do type of thing. And so I was really wanting to get some books like that on my channel. Like there's one about immigration. Um, a lot Absolutely. of people haven't having issues with that. Yeah. And like, for me, I wanted to have that book. It's yeah, like, you are welcome. You are loved. Yeah. Yes. Different perspectives of it. Like in my perspective is like, Hey, I'm down with it. And this is why you should be too. Like, look, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a language for kids to have their own pr- opinions about. Yes, exactly. And I just like having those types of books on my channel. Cause that's something kind of like reflective of, of me. Um, and so yeah, that's you're like, my your, like, based. yeah, like, you're putting yourself out there. You're saying people can like, kind of get a messages. feel of what kind of person yeah. I am probably from that's good um from the books that I I have but yeah I kind of that's how my my brain worked when I started getting um things on this channel or books on this channel like okay we're gonna have diversity my family's multiracial mm-hmm. I grew up multiracial I I didn't really see people like me or like, um, until like recently, like, I'm so glad for my kids, like with yeah. Disney coming out with all these different princesses, characters. Uh, Do you feel like it's a shift in the right direction? Cause I don't think we hear enough from people who are actually experiencing that shift after having felt maybe, um, other than at some point in their childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think it is a shift in the right direction. I mean, just learning about different cultures and, um, backgrounds and the way people grow up and it's amazing. And I'm like all on board for it because 
a lot of people, this may be going off subject, might be too much for some people, but they, they say they don't see color when they look at other people. It's the worst insult. That's exactly (laughs) what we should be looking for is the beauty. Yeah. The beauty and different, the beauty that what can teach us. Yes. And, and my kids, obviously I'm like, they're good to see color. There's color all in their family. There's different shades of color all in their family, all down the line. Like, and that's just how I'm going to raise my children mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring the diversity and all that fun stuff, you know, to my channel too. Yeah. So my kids can relate to it and then maybe other kids can relate to it. And then people who aren't aware of different cultures, cause you know, that that's a thing. Yeah. We're maybe in the, we're in the Midwest for people listening. So what we're talking about <laughs> might sound a little pedestrian to someone in New York city or California, <laughs> but it's not to people who spend their life in the Midwest or, um, you know, places where it can feel a little like those old narratives are still trying to play out. Mm-hmm. Right. They but like it's been to, great. They like to they like to hold on for dear life, but people are like, nor shaking them off. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, come on, it's time. Let's it's 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 been more than time. Especially <laughs> when you're like in your like 30, you're like, man, I I Tyler makes a joke all the time that like I can't believe how much propaganda in the 90s somehow got worked into. Oh, we ended racism. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It, it didn't feel that. Did you feel that way? Like in the nineties, like we were growing up in like the prime time to be alive. Yeah. Did it feel like that to you yes. when you were a kid or it was something that happened before we were alive and we're not going to ever experience it. Exactly. Like <laughs> that's such there a was false segregation. Yeah. And now there's not. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, that's all that. Like, and that was that, like it just ended. I'm laughing because it's so ignorant, not because it's funny. Oh, like, no. It's not no, inherently I, I funny. It's just, it's so ignorant and so stupid. And it, it makes you like, I guess the only way that we jump to giggling together about the topic is because it's like, if you really feel that, that hurts. <laughs> your your mind um, is uh, altered. If you, if you say, I don't. Yeah, it it hurts. It makes you so upset and angry and sad because then you feel like, oh, so there was a lot in my childhood that was just like, you know, propaganda lies to like make me feel better, like you and your situation feel better, like, oh, this was something you were never going to have to worry about. Exactly. That's insulting to you. And then for me, it's like insulting because it's like, oh, I have a lot to learn about how to discuss these issues and how to know my place and how to know that like, it's time for the microphone to be on the people who understand what they're talking about, not me. Clearly none of that 90s propaganda is true. So with all that being said, what is there any things that you can pinpoint in the, in growing up in that time where they were trying to, you know, say that like we had successfully eradicated this very serious problem of racism in our society. Um, and they were trying to make people feel better on all fronts. And it was kind of like the wrong move. So like, is there any things that you could share that would point out that, that, you know, that being able to confront it is better and basically putting the mic on you if you're willing to share. (laughs) Yes. I, I remember there were several occasions where 
people would say things to me like go back to where you came from or oh even call me the n-word oh um God. yeah and I remember I think I was in high school and um Someone, I don't know if we ever found out who, but someone had actually spray painted a swastika on our garage door. And like, I remember my dad being interviewed by the news about it. And I just- Oh, wow, really? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was there and I was like crying. Like, yeah, clearly like too upset to even talk like about it. But um, I mean, what do you, yeah, it's experiencing that again, like I can't, that's the kind of story that it's, it's horrific for people to like bring up, like recollect these things. But I think like, yeah, saying from a child's perspective, like your dad, you know, that's not going to be his first rush with. Of course not. Yeah. And, and I feel like too, that's like why I have to teach my children too, like how, um, we do need to recognize different people and different cultures and things like that, um, to educate yourself because I've, I grew up with, you know, these comments and people doing like this slanty eyes at me and like thinking it's funny and, you know, being a kid and you're trying to make friends and you're kind of scared to speak up about things. Um, because you don't, you don't know, you don't, you like accidentally like become complicit a little bit because yeah. And you, and, and you don't want to speak up. Like there were several times where, you know, your friends would make a, a joke and say like the N word or something. And like, I remember being like almost timid to say something it's horrible. about like, well, I mean, eventually I found my voice thankfully, but I would say, hi, that kind of offends me. Um, I'm part yeah. black. Yeah. I may not look like it. And I think that's why they felt like it was okay to say things like that. Which is worse. It's more insidious. Exactly. Where it's like, yeah. yeah. So I, I finally found my voice and started speaking up for myself. And I don't, I think that's why like with my kids too, like I was bullied. I don't want them to be bullied. I, I have the experiences to let them know, like this, this is not how you treat people. It's, especially not based off of their skin color. <laughs> like yeah. that just literally blows my mind that I that's know. even a conversation we have to have. But because, I mean, because you're so aware of the, um, the complete lack of sense that it makes. Like it's a, if you just take it on a, if you, if we could take ourselves out of society entirely and take us back to when we are, you know, infants and we're learning, we're like little toddlers. And if you were to ask any human being if the basis of like what they are appearance is reflecting is any um, like saying on who they're gonna be inside and what mm -hmm. they have to offer the world and what they're gonna put it out there and radiate like. It's so, it, it's so stupid that even a child could identify it as why mm -hmm. a child can understand the ignorance there. And then it's something you learn later. It's obviously for people who are uncomfortable with the very real reality that actually, you know, it's, it's of no, <laughs> it's of, there's <laughs> not, there's no, there's no validity to that sort of perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that the that the sharing that experience with your dad and you, do you feel like you 
how do you feel like it uh, influenced and affected your perspectives and like things that you carried with you later as you as you age and you said you found your voice is there anything that you think helped you find your voice like maybe you could shed light on that maybe um other people who are still finding their voice could hear or people who can't relate to what those sort of stereotypes and what those sort of perspectives recycling in our culture, like why they are like this cancer we need to eradicate because all it's doing is holding us back from appreciating every culture and the beauty of what it like all has to offer us because I, I mean, we should all be forever grateful that there are different cultures because that just means that people have found ways to live life that are beautiful that we haven't experienced yet and we can just continue to learn new and interesting things that we wouldn't learn if we were going to stay closed-minded about different cultures and things like that I just think um it really came to me like knowing in my heart what right from wrong was Mm -hmm. and I think that had a lot to do with me like finally just speaking up like I don't care if you guys are my friends and you think saying a racist joke is funny. It's not. And I'm going to call you out on it. And it, and it just, like I said, comes down to what I felt was right or wrong. And I, I just feel like I'm, I'm just the kind of person that has always been, I don't know. I would have to stick up for people. Like if I saw someone being bullied or something, like I'm going to say something. That's just how, I don't know. Like, it's your personality yeah yeah i guess like but but it's not even personality it sounds like it's like your heart like your love inside of you is like driving you crazy (laughs) to where you like you can't allow it in your presence yes like i don't i guess like i've always felt kind of like an underdog i guess you can say like and felt like I don't know. I just to put a word on it. I know it's hard to describe. Yes, exactly. But if I ever saw people or felt like someone was like in a situation where they couldn't speak up for themselves or say, say something like I, I felt like I had to be that person. Well, those people are, (laughs) those people, those people are like life teachers because when you're, um, when you're younger, I know for sure, like for sure, just being like, you know, like a white girl, like who was making all kinds of different friends and who did Mm -hmm. honestly, I can honestly say have the perspective of like that silly stuff. Like I then even thought like basing any sort of friendships or allyships with people on anything other than who they are is stupid. I did have that realization, Mm -hmm. thankfully young, but I still witnessed what it was like to be in the presence of someone who didn't have that sort of parenting in place and Mm -hmm. like, because society wasn't doing it so it had to be parents saying like you do not ever participate in this sort of behavior like you do Mm -hmm. not bully someone because of x y and z like Mm -hmm. it's wrong to do or like it makes Mm -hmm. you a bad person like that takes parenting so if the parents weren't there and then those people those kids go to schools and then they yeah they have these experiences where like I remember witnessing constant racism I remember having um a black friend who was adopted by two white people who like friends would friends of of mine like that were my friends not me would say things to him like how he was uh what would they say he would say this one thing I remember he confided in me about it because I asked him I was so like that's kind of horrible like why Mm -hmm. do you let them 
they would say that he was like basically white in quotes uh, yes because he was raised by two white people and it was like what does that mean like to exactly. me like I immediately that was like a tick on me like oh they're trying to like belittle his very existence and who he actually is for some mm-hmm. sort of weird joke or like basically it's a cruel thing that I don't know where it came from because I couldn't understand it. So I couldn't think it up. Being vulnerable, like you're being super vulnerable talking about like this moment with your dad that your dad probably looks back on your childhood and thinks, fuck these people for having my baby. <laughs> Witness that. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, no. Yeah. And he's like, thinking, And then yeah. being a parent now too, like thinking if your own child went through something like that, oh like, yes, gosh. like heartbreaking. Yeah. And so that, being that's vulnerable, how it would be. Yeah. You have to be, and unfortunately, it's like being vulnerable is always where we grow. So like being able to recollect those things and being open with sharing your experience and perspective, I feel like is so important because it's just like, it's the only way through. It's kind of like, um, I was watching something the other day and they were talking about how like in the 60s, they would always be like, the revolution isn't televised, the revolution isn't televised because they were trying to say like, look, people, things aren't going to change on TV. Like whatever they're mm-hmm. feeding us, whatever they're like saying going on isn't actually how it's happening. Don't believe it all. And they were kind of doing that. And, it, and I remember I was listening to an interview with someone and it was like a random passerby, like holding a sign. Like I couldn't dedicate his name to it or I would but they were like what do you think it means when you're chanting the revolution isn't televised and he's like it means that it's in our minds like it's going to happen when we all start uh, like understanding what's really going on and what's Mm -hmm. really going on is that like there are so many things at play in our society that we can't just change overnight And it's going to take a lot of our own mental work and our own footwork and our own, like, it's not going to be the things on TV. And like, I just also want to praise you because I saw it today for going and working with that food bank. It's like, that's the revolution. Like it's here. Like it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's here. Yes. I, it was my first time volunteering for the food pantry and I absolutely loved it. It was like, the most amazing experience to be able to like serve your community, see all different types of people. And so many of them are like, this environment in here is incredible. You guys are so nice. And, and they say like, they've gone to other pantries and said they did not feel that vibe, like whatsoever at those they other locations. They didn't feel like the love. They just kind of Exactly. And yes. And I was like, it felt so good. I think we ended up serving almost a hundred people. That's amazing. Just today. And it was amazing. It felt so good. Yeah. I mean, and that's the work, like that's the work that I think like we touched on a lot in this conversation is just Mm -hmm. like, it's like, if you can do anything in your day, like at least for an hour a day, that doesn't involve just bettering yourself or just bettering your own family. Mm -hmm. And it can be small and it can be big, like what you did today, but like anytime you're devoting some of the space in your world to making the greater good better, like the better we're all going to be off. And I, and that's why I want to keep having these conversations. And that's why I'm grateful for people like you who are just willing to like talk about things because 
and do things like it's not even just talking about it and that's why I bring it up and like um, I just think like collectively the world's going to be in a better position the more that we start ignoring the televised revolution and start engaging in like the hey I helped this many people today Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's real. That's happening. That's not, it might not be on the internet. It might not be, there might not be a camera crew outside going, how did it feel today? Because like, that's ridiculous. And those people don't Mm -hmm. deserve to be like, you know, camera eyes for for participating in a, in a situation they should never have to be in to begin with. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I appreciate all your work. Right. I know. And it's, it's crazy kudos the reason why we spoke on this is (laughs) because kudos to you reading those books because honestly like you're not the one that's supposed to be doing the homework like you're not the kind of parent who has to be doing the homework on these topics because Uh you are currently raising children in a family where they see that they feel that love and they know that there is absolutely nothing other than that Mm -hmm. it's just like all love like that Mm -hmm. it's anything external like that is just uh, it's just a play at someone who doesn't get it yet mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just exactly. a play by someone who isn't loved who doesn't know love and is seeking power instead of love and it's always the bad choice and um so the people who should be doing homework on that are like uh parents of children who maybe don't know that feeling or know that struggle at all and so for you to take the time to do that when you're not even the one that needs to be taking the time to teach <laughs> is a testament again to like you genuinely saying like oh you know this is for every kid well thank you i mean and like i said again like I don't know. It just was never, I don't, it's just how I am. And I had to, I had to like, well, it's I'm genuine. teaching these books because I want to. And then I guess if you learn from it, then, Hey, that's, that's great. Like that makes me happy, but um, hopefully it's making a difference somewhere, helping someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyone listening, if you have kids, what is what is your YouTube name? Like the channel? Oh, name? it's um, just for fun story time. Okay, I didn't want to say it wrong and then send them the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. Yeah, yeah, I always just click on your video. We're actually friends, so I can just click on our videos. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to do much. I'm already subscribed, so I was like, the laziness of technology has made me forget the exact like <laughs> URL link. But um, no, hey, yeah, I I think it's so special, and I hope that people take the time, um, especially after hearing from you a little bit. I um also was going to ask you too because how old are your daughters now if you don't mind sharing um my youngest just turned six and my oldest will be eight in may awesome what my daughter's three so what is your what is your advice because she's going to be four in may i have no advice (laughs) no it's oh hush i know you have some wisdom by now (laughs) i know you have it's it's hard um Obviously, I'm sure you know by now you have to pick and choose your battles. Selfish, yeah, this is the selfish <laughs> question of the day, by the way, everyone. It's just an Amanda-specific question. Uh, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, obviously, you still have to pick and choose your battles. Um, I don't know that it gets any easier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at a great age, though, where, like, communication is, like, is so easy now. A lot well, easier. I, mean, I guess it can be, but... <laughs> Um, there are nuances. Of, <laughs> you're seeing a lot of attitudes nowadays too. So, 
it's 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 I'm sure you're not alone. It's a journey. Oh, I'm sure there's no way. And sometimes I'm like, am I raising a teenager right now? I don't understand. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I thought this was going to come later. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then the girls are at this age where like everything's a competition. So like, <laughs> but I remember Aww. it being like that with me and my sister. Like, I was going to say you had sisters close to you in age, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just me and my sister and she's older, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember if we weren't fighting, we were playing Aww. and vice versa. And then I don't know. I, me and my sister, like around high school, did not get along that well. <laughs> and I'm like, so, so you're terrified for that to happen. <laughs> you're like, yes. please don't happen to me when I took part in. Please don't yes. punish me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, please no. Not be hard on yourself. I mean, you're responsible for humans. You're, yeah. you're trying to raise humans to be amazing people assets, in this world. Yeah, assets to our civilization. Yes, assets. Like, assets to individuals. That You just want them to touch other people's lives and people go, wow, I'm glad I knew that person in my time. Like, I got yes. lucky. And like, the more that we're keeping that, I feel like if you're drowning in the list of like to do's, and I say that because I know I did that big time, big time um, uh, with Bowie. And I still, I still catch myself being like, I don't think I'm doing this enough and like stuff like that. It's like, if you're doing that, it's totally normal. First of all, don't like be hard on yourself for Mm -hmm. doing that. But like, I think the, the ultimate thing is like, you mentioned the mindfulness because it's like, if you can, if you, I find with my own children at their levels of understanding who they are as a person, if I just am present and listening, mm-hmm. whatever is going on, whether it be um, frustrating or stressful, or they're airing out some sort of issue, th- it gets resolved pretty quickly. It's almost like anytime we're not, and this is just like, I guess my advice for the day for parents, like anytime they're like that. And we're also like that. They are never going to feel of value. And I feel like some, that's something parents can do on accident. And it's not like mm-hmm. you're, trying to, you're not trying to set your child up to be the kind of person who's like, I'm just never going to say how I feel because yeah, it always makes somebody down. mad. Yeah. Right. Like you don't want to do that. So um, if you're doing that, try not to try to be mindful of it. And then, um, yeah, just kind of telling them that like, Hey, anything you got to say is a value. And it doesn't mean everything they say, you have to go, Oh, well, it's fine that they said that. Like when they're wrong, point out how they're wrong or Mm -hmm. because kids are not always right. They're just like us. So uh, trying to remember that like, they're, they're just like us and that they're trying, like, I try to sometimes like Tyler laughs. I'm like, I try to remember like, what was it like when I was three? Like, how did I feel in the world where like all this is going on? And like the hardest thing I think for parents right now, and I hope any non-parents listening are just getting a glimpse into the fact that there are a lot of people around you doing a lot of hard work to make sure that shit's better in the future. Oh <laughs> my god! we're trying to raise kids who can see, see what's wrong miles ahead of anybody else yes, so exactly. that all the wrong can just be more at bay because I think a lot of our problems is a lot of kids who are indoctrined into these ideals and 
they don't know any better and they love their parents. And if their parents didn't know any better, they, mm-hmm. they can't ever come to the phase of going, maybe they're wrong about that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's time I hear from people who are trying to explain that to me. And um, yeah, the more open you are, the more loving you are, the more those problems aren't going to exist for you. So just teaching your kids to be like, hey, there's something you don't understand, you don't agree with, whatever, hear, hear it out, but always follow like that guiding compass, like inside of you, because you know, right and wrong. Like people can pretend to not know something's wrong because it suits like their perspective on life. Mm-hmm. But right. I would argue most of them with a decent IQ do know. And they're pretending with uh, twists of words and, um, ideals that have just been recycled in new ways to fit new uh narration of things Mm -hmm. and so the more we're raised like just know that there are a bunch of parents out there raising kids to think for themselves and to um to see all the problems and not ignore them (laughs) yes exactly and kudos to parents during the pandemic with all of this too Mm -hmm. and and going back to like you saying like trying not to like pretty much like snap at your kid whenever something's wrong or and we all resisting know, it yeah yes like during this time it has been so hard <laughs> well yeah so you take parents. people and put them in a house together I don't care how and like, sweet and, and you're not going you anywhere <laughs> yes like work it out like I remember like when the pandemic first started I was still working full-time from home mm-hmm. and then schools were shut down. So then I had both girls at home trying to do homework, trying to work full time, trying to maintain the house and do all of everything else. All the you know, life that, things. Yeah. All the life things. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and try and keep my shit together and not feel like a crazy person. Not feel bad. Cause you're just tired. Yeah. Yeah. And it was for a while I thought, uh, me and my older, I was like, we're not going to have a relationship anymore after this. It just was Aww. that bad. It, it can feel was. that big. Yeah. Yes. It was because trying to get her to do homework and then me trying to work and it was just, it was overwhelming. And I'm sure it was for a lot of people too. Yeah, it probably still I think is a, because I know some schools are still closed right now. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of parents relate to that. And I, I have seen a lot of Anytime I would see like um, on Instagram, like if someone put in their stories that they're having a hard, like they're being vulnerable and saying that they were having a hard day. And I don't think, I think a lot of people, uh, I think most people when they share something like that are just trying to relate and just trying to say like, yes. hey, you know, if you're having a hard day, cause I know how bad this made me feel, I want you to know, like you're not alone. And yes. so I don't think it's necessarily like some, it's not like a fun attention seeking yeah, like thing to, party, to be like, honest. Yeah. I right. think, and that's why I think talking openly about this is important because again, from people who haven't had children yet or aren't having children at all, like be a person in those kids, like the kids you do touch, like the kids that you are in contact with, whether it be a niece or a nephew, or if you're in a position at your job where you're in relation to children coming in to be like, you know, students or whatever, whatever situation you might be in, like 
be mindful of how you're being present for the children of today, because the children of today are just like all of us going through a time that's never existed before. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't know what that's like. And I have to remind myself of that constantly. So if you're childless, be there for the children that you do exist around, make time for them, make space for them and know that that unconditional love you're giving um, is going to bounce back because you're going to, in 20 more years, they're going to be doing something out in the world that's going to make the world a better place. And even if you're just like, you know, that person they played basketball with on the same street, you know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. dad who took the time to play with the kids or whatever your role is, like every people like to, like you tried to, you try, and I do it too, but like you tried to say like, oh, I'm just making these videos for me. It's like, you are, but you also, whether your initial reaction was to do it for the greater good, like are, it doesn't matter. You are doing it for the greater good. And I just think mm-hmm. that like, it's so important to find things in our busy schedules. As we just said, life stuff, um, life stuff takes up a lot of life. Like it takes <laughs> up a lot of life to make the grocery list. It takes up a lot of time to go shopping. It takes a lot of time to maintain your household and your car and, and uh, whatever other things you have signed up for in this like material society that we live mm-hmm. in. Like it takes a lot of time. So it can be easy to, when you have, space and time for yourself to spend it on things that aren't necessarily mindful because it's like well dang I did this like all day and it's like don't ever be hard on yourself for like spending time doing something that's not mindful Mm -hmm. but I would just say try to make time for the mindful though because you'll find that like when you make the time for that you can exercise it in the real world. I was like just chatting with a friend, like a friend texted me yesterday, like a calendar of like all the days um, that he had meditated this month, like really proud, like the certain days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you go. Because I remember when I first started, it was so hard to like get a consistent schedule. So I wanted to be like, yeah, like this is progress. How do you feel? And just kind of hear from them. And um, so even if that's not something you're seeking, like to be that, to make time for that level, I'm just telling you to consider it listeners, because I find it shows up in my very real life. It shows up. Like I I said to him, you're not meditating to be like a master meditator, like some egotistical, like I can meditate thing. You're, Mm -hmm. you're meditating to be better at life. Yes. Like you're not eating healthy to be like, everyone I eat healthy you're eating healthy to live longer like find the real reasons why we do the things we do and for me meditation is like I meditate so that like I said I try to do it in the morning um but like if I don't I do it in the afternoon but like I meditate so that when they're airing their stressors or whatever they got for me today that they need to get done for school or with Bowie like what what selection of like workbooks and stuff on whatever stuff I'm going to come to that if they come to it with the bad energy and the bad attitude and the negativity I can be like all right listen what do you got to say about it 
and let them do it. And then Mm -hmm. I can be like, okay, I took that on. I had space for that because I didn't Mm -hmm. have all this clutter of like, Oh, I have all these things to do. And it's so hard yes. to escape that. And for me, the reason why I felt so passionate to start this project, and I feel like you can relate to this, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Like the reason I felt so passionate to start it is because it was like, I think people need to understand the art out there being created. And I like to use art as an umbrella because I think art is like life is to me, life is like an art. Like the way we choose to spend our time here is like this big masterpiece that we're working on. We're trying to touch as many people as we can in a good way. And Mm -hmm. we're trying to like leave a mark, not out of ego, but out of like impact and um, yes. that's what that's at least what my goals are as a human. So it's like mm-hmm. if I can instill in my children like, hey, leave the ego out and come to this assignment we'll use since we were talking about school, like come to this mm-hmm. assignment with what is it going to teach me? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing it. Maybe I don't like feel like reading this thing or maybe I don't feel like studying this thing. But let's find out what it's going to teach me and how I can use it instead of I don't want to do this like like the self-talk is something that I feel like a lot of future previous generations we weren't taught as children like that that self-talk was going to happen in our minds and like mm-hmm. what to do with it and it's like I every day I'm like man I really wish I would have learned that at any point in time before <laughs> becoming a parent like <laughs> before learning, yes learning it in a way that like it was it I to to feel better and do better with everything I had to learn like that's just what it is it's talk and the more I started having these realizations the more again mindfulness is the first thing that pops up like affirmations pop up like all these things start to just trinkle in and it's funny how social media is like almost the AI and these algorithms is always like I know what kind of page they're on and sometimes Mm -hmm. we can use that tool to our benefit right like we can learn about things and we can um, experience the world through other perspectives in a beautiful way that inspires us to understand what our role is in their perspective and how to be, be best at be doing that and um kind of went off on a tangent there but parenthood basically <laughs> no, it's like the first foundation of making tiny humans who are gonna be the big humans who are gonna make the big decisions and mm-hmm. so if you don't have kids show up for the people who do and um is there anything else you want to say about like your kind of mission and goals for the videos and before we sign off just kind of like give people the motivation if they have children or no children to even if they have like a sister or brother who has kids like to send them your way because I want as many little hearts to be you know sitting there open to like these stories that you like wisely chosen (laughs) (laughs) well I just hope that um I don't know I'm not really like trying to like get subscribers you know well, how i'm trying like- for you <laughs> i'm doing it for you so that you're you don't like, have to do it because do it. <laughs> i can see you and i can see that you're like me it's like anytime someone's like why aren't you promoting your newest one enough why aren't you telling it why aren't you sitting why aren't you posting more clips why aren't you? and i'm like because i don't want to like i'm not trying to like there's nothing I don't I'm not seeking something there's not yes, like I'm just yes. doing it so like because I see that in you I want to be the person <laughs> doing that part for you so that you can be like well she made me do it <laughs> <laughs> thanks Amanda she made me do it <laughs> no but like I said our, my channel's just for fun story time um there is a Facebook page 
Um, but mainly I, I, I rarely post on there only if I have a new video or something, but well, I'll share up to parents. I will share the like direct URL and the description <laughs> so that you can Thank send it you. to, yeah. So that you can send it to, um, family members or show it to your own kids and they're, and you're, she's such a sweet person too. So like, it's a shame that this is a podcast cause you're so adorable. So <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so they'll, so yeah there'll be a mystique now they have to go look at your channel because they're like well, well now I gotta see how adorable she was it's so funny <laughs> that you said that because um Alexis and my dad too mm-hmm. um because I was just making videos when I started just of the photos of the book and like doing my little voiceovers and then yeah I think I do remember then, like a couple of the first ones yeah like you yeah. had shot each page they could yes read and um Alexis and my dad are like, no, you need to like, they need to see your face, get a feel for like your personality and things like that. My dad was like, my dad teaches um, film at a high school. So he, I was touching base with him about, you know, my channel and whatnot. And he's all like, well, this is what you need to do. You need to do my dad. It's just for fun. That's the (laughs) name of it. It's just for fun. And he's all like, and he like, He's like, what lighting are you using? What are you? Oh. Okay, listen. I was like in my bedroom, had a blanket up against my closet door, had one of my <laughs> side table yes. lamps. Inspiration. Everybody who's thinking about doing something, <laughs> there is nothing stopping you. Go do it right now. Yes, exactly. And my dad's like, oh, really? And then like a few days later, I have a ring light that my dad sent me in the mail. <laughs> like He's like, here, I want your, I want this. I want your channel, you know, you're doing great. This looks great, but I want, I want to give you this, you know, to add Aww. to like, like, thanks. The parent God. in you gets it. <laughs> the parent in you knows yes. that the second one of your daughters is like, I think this is, this is making me feel good. You're going to be like, what do you need? Exactly. I want you to feel as happy as possible because I love you so much. You're my cute little baby. Cause that's what yes. you are to him still. I know. I, and I am the baby, even though I'm, you know, a 33 year old grown woman with, with your own babies. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still matter. like, I got you. I got you. I love that. Yeah. So you think you get some of that from him, the need to like inspire and like, hold up that sort of love light onto things and kind of just like shine I mean, that little maybe. Light. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. You're yeah. like, possibly. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see what, dad. We'll see how, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how I feel about my dad later today. I'm just kidding. I was always a daddy's girl when I was growing up. So, um, I mean, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like Bo is going to be that way. Oh, yeah. Um, do, the, do your girls do that? um depends on the day I, I feel think like it depends, depends on, on the, the day, day. I feel like parents yes. now it's actually a good thing because I feel like parents now have a lot of like you'll ask them like like because parents will joke we're not serious with other parents like do they like do they like the other one more like or whatever and like uh it's always every mom and dad I talk to seem to be on the lines. Like it just depends on the day. Like we're both, we're both pulling it off really well. And they're <laughs> right. just, and they're just whichever one they can manipulate that day. Cause they're still exactly. little egomaniacs. <laughs> exactly. That's the one they like the most that day. Or they can get to be like, will you do this for me? Then they're like, right. I like you more today. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I feel like I might be the one that says no most. So maybe they like their dad better. 
Because I feel Just like depends. they won't even ask me. But then they'll, they'll like have come the up wisdom. to ask you something, and they'll be like, yeah. mm, "I'm gonna ask Dad." <laughs> but the older they get, the more wisdom they'll have, and they'll go, "Oh, Mom was looking out. Mom was yes. the real A one." And you'll be like, <laughs> "Today I win." <laughs> Today I win the contest. But yeah, thanks for talking with me today. I hope you had fun. I hope it wasn't have fun. Yeah, I hope it wasn't awkward or anything. And I I really enjoyed it. And um it definitely reminds me again, like I'm gonna keep saying thank you to anyone listening and thank you to people coming on because it is truly just like a love passion project. Like I know the people I have on do have artistic spaces, but everyone I've had on has just been here to talk. And I think it's because they all understand that like, oh, conversations are some of the best ways for people to have like an hour or so to like sit in the back, sit in the front seat and listen to this or sit in the kitchen doing dishes and listen to this and be like, yes, oh, I'm do like, I just want people to go, I'm doing great. Other people have the same problems I have. <laughs> all of this is manageable and we're all We've You're not alone. Like, Thank I you for having to, me. Yeah. This, is, this has been great. And and you said sorry if it was awkward, but I'm sure if it was awkward, it was it was. Oh from my, my gosh, you guys, listen to her. <laughs> if you continue being, if you continue talking to me, being my friend, you're gonna have to just have a channel, a, an episode of your show where you're like, today I decided to quit doubting myself because Amanda <laughs> told me if I ever on camera say. I'm awkward. She's going to, she's just going to come through. And, Shh, you're not, you are perfect as you are. <laughs> oh, what a sweet angel. See, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, your self-talk, you got to do better. I people. know we all gotta do, do better. I, no. And like, why I like to be so honest is because like I do all, everything I'm giving advice about is not like some sort of wisdom that I didn't come to because I was doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, my uh, friend, I hope Matt doesn't mind me calling him out, but my friend Matt texted me after my first episode and said the part about, um, if you have been listening, the part where you said in traffic, when someone passes you, you don't get mad anymore. That you just laugh when they pass you. Yes, like, I heard that. Yeah, they're like, you just laugh. And he was like, I had never considered that perspective. Like, you're right. You're right about that. And it made me laugh so hard because I'm like, Matt, I only know that because I used to get so mad. Like, don't think <laughs> I I'm learned preaching this from yet. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't think anything I'm preaching on here or like whatever I'm saying is from some place of like natural enlightenment. It's because like there are things I saw that I was doing that I was like, this seems silly to do this. It's it is silly to do that. And then yes. you learn. And then like for me, it was through meditation, but whatever you find that is gonna teach you, um, yeah, like life is meant to be loved and excited about. And anytime we're not living to be excited and loved and happy, like we're cheating ourselves. And so try to try to put everything into this big perspective of like, am I having a good time? Why am I not having a good time? And if it's because of some made up stuff in my head, then I should probably shut that up because like, yes. <laughs> because it's not serving me. And and again, we all do it. And um, mm -hmm. I'm really glad to have talked to you. I think you really are a ray of light for, for so many in your own life, I can see. Um, and then also just extending yourself more because I think we need more people who are going to just try to extend that as far as they can and have time to do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again this has been great All i right. love this so much yes yeah message me uh let me know when your next video is up so i can share it and stuff and 
have a great rest of the day. Um, Thank you. Sending you mom love over to yes. you. Yes, <laughs> mom love to you too, girl. <laughs> All we right. Got Oh, thanks for listening, you sweet babies. We're gonna, I'm gonna explode more mom love onto all my sweet baby listening little humans out there who make the time to check out this piece of art I'm creating here that is Awareness with the Mandolin. Um, I'm enjoying this so much so far, and I can definitely see myself finding my flow and it's been easy and nice um, to add this to my world so I hope you're feeling that uh, uh, genuinely through listening. I can't wait to talk to someone new this week and uh, we'll see you on Mondays baby. Um, I did uh, because of how I practice things give myself the leeway of committing to three Mondays a month But if a fourth pops up and it's just so good, I'm going to go for it too. So just hang loose with me and thanks for tuning in to Awareness with Amanda Lynn.